time for your morning briefing of junior mining and mineral exploration news. You are tuned in to Mining Stock Daily. Now, reporting from the Clear Creek Digital Studios in Denver, Colorado, here's your host, Trevor Hall. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back into the Mining Stock Daily. This is the morning briefing for Wednesday, December 13th. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Trevor. How are you? Pretty good. You know, wrapping up the year. You've got one more of these tomorrow. So, you going to be here? Yay! (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's get started because there's a lot of news out today, actually. Gold rallied back over $2,000 per ounce yesterday, spiking as high as 2012 after a benign CPI report hit the tape. But the price management squad would have none of that and promptly shoved the yellow metal back down below the 2000 level mark to close the afternoon session at 1995. Silver piggybacked gold's trading pattern, trading as high as $23.45 per ounce before being pushed off the cliff. Silver managed to successfully fend off an attempt to take the price below $23 and close the day at $23.06. The Mining Stock Journal reiterated that if the CPI news was bullish for the stock market, with SPX and NASDAQ soaring again, it should have been bullish for gold and silver. Clearly, there's an official price containment operation in place at the moment. The mining stocks once again were hammered lower, with the Amex Gold Bugs Index down over 3% and the GDX down 2.3%. We'll get to the news from the miners and explorers in a moment, but first a word about today's sponsor. This episode of Mining Stock Daily is brought to you by Western Copper and Gold. Western Copper and Gold is focused on developing the world-class casino project in Canada's Yukon Territory. Casino consists of an impressive 11 billion pounds of copper and 21 million ounces of gold in an overall resource. Western Copper and Gold trades on the TSX and the NYSE American with WRN. Be sure to follow the company via their website at westerncopperandgold.com. And here's what you need to know this morning. Arizona Sonoran Copper announced metallurgical results from the Newton Phase 1 column leach program on its Cactus Copper Porphyry project in Arizona. Phase 1 testing on the first 15 columns showed that copper extractions of primary sulfide material ranged from 80% to 85% at elevated temperatures. Secondary sulfide or enriched extraction from 85% to 95% was also achieved. The company plans to conduct similar tests on a Park Salier primary blend and a mixed enrichment blend sample. Phase 2 testing is contingent upon completing a commercial framework agreement with Newton. Arizona Sonoran and Newton's heap leaching technology is a potential solution to access its currently stranded primary mineral resource while also improving copper extraction rates from enriched material. If it can reach an agreement with Newton, the company would include the improved extraction rates into a technical study complementing the base case PFS anticipated in Q1. Arizona Sonoran Copper trades on the TSX with ASCU and on the OTCQX with ASCUF. Ivanhoe Mines opened a brokered private placement of 41.7 million shares priced at $12 Canadian each for proceeds of $500 million to fund exploration and working capital. 
Under the investor rights agreement, Citic Metal Africa Investments and Zhijin Mining Group can maintain their pro rata equity interest in the company, with such shares being in addition to those issued as the part of the offering. Ivanhoe Mines trades on the TSX under IVN and on the OTCQX under IVPAF. That's a first for me, Paul. I've never seen a raise for half a billion in this sector. It's a pretty big raise. It's a big raise. Yeah. <laughs> Banyan Gold has completed the 75% earn-in on the McQuestion property, comprised of 73 claims, which contains the airstrip deposit and part of the power line deposit of the Ormac project in Yukon. The company said it has completed all the expiration expenditure requirements to earn 100% and owns 51% of the Oryx property, which contains the majority of the power line in Oryx Hill deposits. Banning has until December of 2025 to formalize the Oryx 75% ownership and has also completed all the exploration expenditures to earn 100%. The remaining 401 claims of the Ormac project are 100% owned by Banyan. Ormac hosts the resource of 6.2 million ounces of gold. Banyan Gold trades on the venture with BYN. Reunion Gold announced additional drill results from its Oko West project in Guyana from the resource expansion drilling program beneath the June 2023 resource pit shell between 500 metres to 1,000 metres depth. Highlights included 33 metres grading 7.26 grams per tonne gold in hole 336. Highlights from resource conversion drilling above 500 metres included 110.6 metres grading 2.77 grams per tonne in hole 343. Resource expansion drilling below the resource pit continues to indicate that the high-grade zone identified within Block 4 continues to a depth of at least 1,000 metres. Reunion Gold trades on the TSXV under RGD and on the OTCQX under RGDFF. Brixton Metals announced results of the remaining 2023 drill program at its Camp Creek Porphyry target on the Thorn Project in the Gold Triangle. Hole 285 intersected 717 meters of 0.5% copper equivalent and included 248 meters of 0.6%. Hole 277 ended in copper mineralization with strong porphyry indicators, and while the hole failed to reach its target depth, it is set up to wedge from 900 meters depth as a daughter hole early next drill season. The 2023 program at the Camp Creek Porphyry target totaled just over 10,000 meters of drilling from nine holes. Brixton Metals trades on the Venture with BBB and on the OTCQB with BBBXF. Parksdale Resources provided a drilling update on its Sunnyside project in Arizona. The company says Hole 3 has crossed into the Paleozoic Carbonate Package at 1,237 metres depth and is continuing to the targeted depth of approximately 1,800 metres. The drill hole is expected to cross the projection of multiple massive sulphide lenses over the next 500 metres. Hole 2 has been completed and reached its target depth of almost 1,900 metres and intersected multiple zones of porphyry-related mineralization. This included 27 metres of secondary copper enrichment at a depth of 320 metres and 6.1 metres of quartz monzonite-hosted vein mineralization, grading 1.08% copper, 16.6 grams per tonne silver and 0.02 grams per tonne gold from 1,100 metres depth. Barksdale Resources trades on the TSXV under BRO and on the OTCQX under BRKCF. 
All right, that's a wrap this morning. Busy day here on the uh, on the podcast, so we got a couple corporate updates lined up for you. The Mining Stock Daily Morning Briefing is produced by Clear Commodity Network and Investment Research Dynamics Mining Stock Journal. It is distributed throughout the world through your podcast network of choice and by your friends over at the Junior Mining Network. Paul, good to see you. Have a good day. You too, Trevor. Thanks very much. All right, and everybody else out there, have a great day. We'll be back. Be well. The information presented should not be considered investment advice. Mining Stock Daily and its affiliates are not responsible for any loss arising from any investment decision in connection with the material presented herein. Please do your own research or speak with a licensed financial representative before making any investment decisions.